Today we have lived a noble life. Having come to this place of seclusion, we have undertaken the practice to realize the Four Noble Truths. And probably you can all confirm that we have all begun to realize the First Noble Truth of Dukkha, that there's pain and vulnerability and suffering in our life. And the second noble truth is uh, that craving or clinging or holding on, liking and disliking really, uh, is the cause of that suffering. Not always easy to see. Third noble truth is that there's some end. There are, there are dukkha-free moments in our life, dukkha-free zones, I call them. And we, we can get a glimpse, we can actually taste them, taste the relief of a dukkha-free zone when we discover that we've been entangled in something and just let go, intentionally let go. Or when we see the mind is momentarily free of these obsessive, tormented states of mind. Uh, these and when we have a balanced relationship to what's going on, these are glimpses of the relief that uh, aware, mindfulness, mindful awareness and understanding um, offers. And we've done this through the fourth noble truth, which is the three trainings that I spoke about tonight. By undertaking the precepts each day, we purify our intention before speaking, before acting. And by doing that, we arrest the acting out of uh, these uh, torments of the mind, our fear, our anxiety, our anger, irritation, desire, judgment. If we're careful in how we speak and act, we won't hurt others by acting them out. And this gives us the opportunity to experience the happiness or the ease of living in a harmonious community. And for the most part, to the extent that we are responsive to and attentive to our speech and behavior, we, we can live pretty, pretty easefully with one another. Nevertheless, sometimes our mind gets obsessed about something that's bugging us. And we practice, and through the practice of mindful awareness, we begin to notice it and begin to uh, exercise some restraint with that. And to the extent that we see that we can be aware of this experience rather than entangled in this experience, we begin to purify our mind of the obsessive torments. And when the mind is momentarily and in a more, with some momentum, a more enduring way, free of these obsessive torments, then we get to experience the relative happiness of calm, tranquility, a sense of seclusion from the obsessing mind. Nevertheless, 
that isn't sufficient for, we're not able to be that mindful all the time. So the third training of the Noble Eightfold Path is practice of Vipassana, which we're doing here also. And this is to uh, begin to steady our attention enough to understand the way things are, not just to see through mindfulness the way things are, but to understand the way things are. And what we understand is that they are really unsatisfactory, they're not stable, they don't provide an enduring uh, stability and happiness for us, and that they're not under our immediate control. Uh, we can't make them happen or make them go away. We can't tell the mind and body what to do. And we see this, we understand this, and we see that they're impermanent. They don't last very long. And these are the three characteristics, the three universal characteristics of all experience. They're dukkha, unsatisfactory, they're impersonal, not under our control, and they're impermanent, they don't last long. When we see, when we understand, deeply understand, because we have experienced these characteristics, then we're no longer entangled in a kind of an unrealistic way with the experiences of life. We experience life, but we are aware of the experiences rather than entangled in the experiences. And through this understanding, and through all of these three practices, then we ennoble our life. We kind of see and come to understand and accept what I call the adult facts of life. This is the way it is. And when we stop struggling with what we see and what we understand the way it is, then we, we find relief, we find release, we find peace of mind. This is what we've been doing today. And if you think about it, what more could we do? We've all done our best, whatever it is, done the best we could do. And there's nothing that we could do that would be more effective, more efficient, more productive, if you will, of addressing suffering and the causes of suffering in our life. So this is really a good way to spend our time, a valuable way to spend our time. It's not easy, it's not pleasant, but it is effective. And to the extent that we practice in this way, we will reap the benefits of understanding leading to less suffering. That's a good way to live. That's a good thing to do. It's a good way to spend our time. Of course, it's hard, it's difficult, so that's why we do it in a group. It's great to have support. I'm glad you all could be here to support my practice. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Anicca vata sankara upaduva yadamino upakituva niruchanti te sam upasamo sukho. All conditioned things, everything we experience, is arising and passing away due to its own conditions. They're all impermanent. When we understand this, 
through our own experience, deeply, we see this is the way it is. This is the key to the highest happiness, which is peace. the end of our fourth day of practice together. I'm sure you can feel uh, a momentum in your own practice and certainly the stillness of the hall has really gotten quiet. I know the stillness of your mind might still be loud, but uh, the hall has really settled down and it's great support for uh, also recognizing the subtlety of your own mind. You know, when we kind of limit our activity and our talking and our, the pace with which we're moving and pay attention to the, the inner life, we really tune into the subtlety of the mind. So it's a rare, rare opportunity we have to do this together and to support each other in just, by our, just by our being here. So we should, we should reflect on that because, you know, we all had trouble today, it's painful and restless, and we were disappointed with ourselves and frustrated, and, right? I mean, that's, that's the way it is, right? So if we go to bed with that kind of mind, it's like, oh, what a bummer day, blah, blah, blah. You know, you'll have nightmares. So we have to reframe our understanding. Actually, we did the best we could do today. The best thing, the best thing we could do with our life today, we did. Really, it's the best thing you could do. You can't do it like all the day, every day, but today we did. And so that's a really good way to value your life, acknowledge the value of your life, cultivate value in your life through developing your mind like this. So don't minimize the, uh, don't dismiss the effort that you made and the value of it for uh, the long haul you know, yeah, we have to put up with painful, you know, like like it is said, self-knowledge is not always good news. <laughs> and we can all confirm that. <laughs> but nevertheless, it still leads, even though it's not good news, it still leads to understanding. And it's the understanding that's going to free us. Calming down is good. Living in harmony is good but it's understanding that frees the mind. That's why we practice insight and not just tranquility. So, we done good. Enjoy your rest. <laughs>